3: Ready to check your feelings at the door? Check it out. Check it out. This is Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? We're bringing you facts and only the truth now.
1: Am I Reister or am
3: I wrong?
4: Am I Reister or am I wrong? We... Ralph Amson and I am George Reister. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Monday, Wednesday, Friday fire facts only check your feelings at the door. No BS is allowed. We keep it 100. You guys can shoot us an email. I'm Matt. I am at, at unafraidshow.com. Subscribe, tell a friend. And of course, uh, you shoot us a text message. 818-293-7547. 818-293-7547. So today, former Kentucky basketball player Terrence Clark died in a car accident yesterday. And... This impacted me profoundly, and I'll tell you why. Uh, Simone Biles is leaving Nike because she feels more supported as an athlete both on and off the field, well, outside the gym. We may be losing the Olympics, and we may be boycotting, but also uh, people may be pulling out. It's an actual crazy mess. And apparently, Disney is too woke for a lawyer out of... What What, what state is he out of? Nevada? Nevada. Yeah. Um, Tom Brady is big mad. And of course, canceler consequence and the best of social media. So, I guess we'll start today, Ralph, with the Terrence Clark news. Uh, former Kentucky basketball player. He was likely going to be drafted... In this year's NFL uh, NBA draft and he died in a car accident yesterday. And for me, like it just hit me so hard, dude, It hit me so hard because it was super close to my house. My son has worked out at that same gym um, and his mom was there filming him and it felt too real to me. You know, what I mean, like like that. This could have been my life. And I remember I was driving in the car. I was with my son who plays basketball at his high school, too. And and we were riding and he goes, hey, dad, um," he was like, hey, dad, did, did you see that Terrence Clark died? I was like, what? So I had known who the kid was, but I had never met him. And then he was and he was on Twitter. He goes, Dad, uh, they're they're talking about that BJ Boston who played at Kentucky died, too. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, man, no, 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 because so my son knows BJ Boston because they went to school together. And I've seen probably I've met him, been up at practice, seen, you know, walking around school all the time, like nice kid. Nobody has anything bad to say about the kid. And and I'm just tripping. But I told my son, I was like, listen, you can't believe everything because so I had to give him a Twitter lesson. I said, you can't because Twitter is going to say that people are dead. That's not that are not dead and have the facts all messed up, especially initially. So uh, so I told him, I was like, yo, just uh, text some of the people on on the team because he, he didn't have. BJ's number. So I was like, text some of the people who were on the the team, you know, and see see if if you hear anything. He was like, okay, cool. He was like, why would people on Twitter say that somebody's dead that's not? I was like, because they all want to be able to say something. And, you know, some people want to spread false information and some people just want to be able to say something like they're just like, oh my God. And then it spreads like wildfire. I said, when Kobe first died, they said it was his whole entire family then they said it was Rick Fox on the helicopter with him. All of these things. And I was just like, dude, I was, you know, and that made it even worse. So come to find out BJ Boston was okay. I saw on Twitter some uh, some footage from the crash after. And Terrence Clark, like he was less than two miles away from the hospital. And he was pronounced dead when he got there. Like, so that's the... Extreme nature of his injuries. He was dead before he got two miles away to try to save him. So I, Ralph, it hit me like a ton of bricks because I was like, that could be my kid. Like, that's what we do. He could be driving away from his uh, workout. He's 19 years old, like going to go achieve his dreams. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, it's over. And I've been in those shoes. Like I was training in Alameda freaking before the draft. And I was doing irresponsible things like driving fast, doing. And it's like that could have been me. And it just hit me so hard, Ralph. I just felt so, so bad.
3: I feel you, man. It's a it's it's a little bit of a. Some PTSD every time I see a story like this come across the timeline. My mom was a twenty two year old basketball player accident like Terrence Clark, wasn't wearing a seatbelt properly. I walked away from the accident. She didn't. Like it you're not kidding. When it like it could be anyone, it could be any time. Um and then you just hear the same stuff over and over and over again and it seems cliche, whether it's, you know, cherish every moment or like you tomorrow's not guaranteed or all of those things but there's a reason those sayings exist and it's because they're they're absolutely true uh, and there's nothing in the world that's more tragic than unrealized potential this is a 19 year old who you know forget basketball this is somebody who had you know, five more decades that he could have spent with his, his family. You know, he doesn't get to be a teammate. He doesn't get to be a father. He doesn't get to be a mentor. He doesn't, you know, get to do a lot of the things that, that so many of us hope that we're able to do and and accomplish um, in our, in our lifetime. And it wasn't, you know, it's not a matter of whether or not um, he was going to get to play in the NBA. Cause I know that that that's ultimately what kind of makes this newsworthy, but this is a kid, 19 years old. Some people think that's a child. Some people don't. To me, that's that's just a kid. And um, it's terrible, man. I, I wish the absolute best for um, his friends and teammates and, you know, seeing his mom in several videos that were tweeted across the timeline yesterday. You just have to, uh, what, you know, scripture said, weep with those who weep. And so, you know, I just my thoughts go out to, to all his people. And, um, yeah, I mean, just be safe. Just do, do your absolute best to, to be safe because when you're gone, um, you're gone and, and, and and you leave a lot of people missing you in your wake. Yeah.
4: That's the craziest part about it. Cause I was talking to my, to my son yesterday too. And I was like, it's amazing how resilient and strong the human body is. Right. I had a teammate, Richard Collier, get shot 14 times and he lived. And you have somebody like Sean Taylor get shot one time and dies. And people get, you know, like you can step on a nail and end up in monsters inside me. So it's like you the human body is so extremely resilient. People get shot in the head, stabbed in the head. They live normal lives but then you can step on a nail and end up with an infection and die like it's like so strong but so fragile at the same time and you are literally millimeters away from dying or living and it's so bizarre dude and for me it just feels i i don't even it just hit me just so, so hard. You, and you talked about your mom. Do you remember that accident?
3: Yeah, man. That's my first memory of life is that day, that old whole day clear as day three and a half. So, and they say you, like trauma, trauma triggers memory. I remember every day of my life since that day.
4: So do you remember like what, so you guys crashed? And then, did yeah. she die there, or like at the hospital, or what?
3: Uh, it was immediate. We were we were on a stretch of road in like super super rural Wyoming, and I mean I can I cannot stress enough if people have never experienced Wyoming. Wyoming is the ninth largest state in the country. There are less people than Washington D.C. It is an average of five people per square mile. And most of those people are concentrated in five different cities. And so you could drive for two, three hours sometimes without seeing an oncoming car. Um, And that's the area of Wyoming we were in Shoshone, just the absolute middle of nowhere. And uh, it was before they had the divots in the, in the road. So she had a tire go off for one reason or another and overcorrected. And that caused the car to flip, you know, 10, 15 times, you're going 80 miles an hour down the, down the freeway al- alone, you know, and you, you turn the tire sideways in the front of the car, you know, that's going to be, that's going to be a really bad accident. She wasn't wearing her seatbelt and, and she died on impact. I was strapped into a car seat in the back and, you know, we're just stranded in the middle of absolute nowhere, um, upside down in a 1981 Honda Prelude, um, and uh f- fortunate for me there was um a highway patrolman who was sitting on the hood of his car in the middle of a field like on a lunch break and uh i think the car came to a stop maybe 100 200 yards from where he was at he was able to yank me from the from from the car um i stayed the night at his house actually uh and then yeah and and then the next of kin and everything were we um, were informed. But I mean, it wasn't it, it wasn't like this. It wasn't, you know, middle of middle of L.A. This was, you know, in the middle of a field in the middle of nowhere. Um, but yeah, I mean, I remember every every single moment like leading up to that during it, after all of it. That's wild, dude. Like,
4: I can't even imagine you. You seem like you're the kind of person that would have kept in touch with the highway patrol officer or found him.
3: I tried I I found his name um I didn't know his name uh, um up until about 5 6 years ago when um when an aunt and uncle dropped off some of my mother's stuff and it had a bunch of condolence cards um in it that that people had written for the funeral or whatever and one of them was from the family of the highway patrolman and I tr- I, tr- I tried to look for him and I couldn't um couldn't couldn't locate him but I mean i am definitely thankful for Um, his presence. I mean, he just did his job, but uh, I mean, had he not, had that not been where he decided to stop for lunch on that day, you know, it could have been hours. Yeah, and then you're upside down, and
4: then you die because your blood's rushing to your doggone head for hours upon hours. That's wild, dude, but that's the Terrence Clark situation. Very, very tragic, regardless of you know, the unrealized talent and potential and the fact that he, Ralph, Ralph said it, the fact that he is a former, I mean, that he's a athlete, that that's what makes it n- newsworthy. Because there's a lot of other people that experienced the same thing that Ralph did and he did today or, or yesterday. And you're just like, he didn't go to his workout and think that that was going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, that's the craziest part of no. it. No.
3: No, same thing. Out of you know, I cover I cover high school sports in the state of Arizona, and kid with his mom, uh, fourteen year old quarterback with his mom, you know they they, they got in an accident um, up in the uh, up in the um, northern part of the state in the mountains, and neither one of them came home. You know, as a fourteen year old kid. This kind of stuff happens all over the place every single day, um, and it's just it it is because of yeah, I, I don't want to downplay it at all. It's because of Terrence Clark's status as a well-known basketball prospect that we're talking about this right now. But this is the reality for a lot of people, um, uh, day in and day out. You know, it's it's dangerous out there, and you never know what's going to happen from one moment to the next. And there's so much just about being out on the road that you can't you can't control. You know, and it's, yeah. it, it'll it'll make you go absolutely crazy to try to make sense of you know why. Things happen the, the the way that they happen. But, you know, all you can do is try to do the best to take care of yourself and take care of the people in your orbit and and make sure that you stay um, as safe as possible because the world's a better place with you in it. Absolutely. Um, we have uh,
4: the Olympics. The Olympics, we may be losing them. And there is a co- or there's a few dynamics as it relates to that. So there is a potential boycott of the Olympics that we may be having. And that's because, um, and that's because you have the U S state department that they want to talk about quote unquote boycotting the Olympics. And that's because of the, um, of the human rights violations that are going on in China. And this would could potentially be the second time that we boycott an Olympics. We boycotted, along with some other nations, 1980, Moscow, after Russia invaded Afghanistan. So now we may be boycotting another Olympics, which the athletes would then be the collateral damage again. So what, what are your thoughts on that?
3: I think that we... Um the Olympics are my favorite thing. Uh, I absolutely, absolutely love track and field and, and swimming um, and women's gymnastics, diving. I mean, whatever's on country against country. Like there's nothing more compelling than that. Opening ceremonies are always super cool. Um, I still have uh, nightmares about the <laughs> Beijing. opening ceremonies with like thousands of drummers and that was (laughs) that was some intimidating stuff um i I still the winter olympics where canada had like the giant beaver booths running around oh my uh, god i still laugh about that all the time um i i just i love everything about the olympics i hate that they had to be postponed last year but i totally understand it this year this year if we have to move it that's it I think, right? It's going to be eight years probably until yeah. the next. Um, well, next in, in between, – in between Olympics. I think that we should – I think that we should execute some Olympic events regardless of location, whether they're spectator-focused or not. We should find – it's not that hard to find an Olympic-sized swimming pool. It's not that far, hard to find um, an, an Olympic regulation track. Some of this stuff we should be able to still execute on um, regard, and it it wouldn't have to be location focused. We should just adapt. These athletes train for four years. They deserve to, um, They deserve to be able to compete. And if we can do that without having a host city, um, then we should definitely do that. And I think that that needs to be, that needs to be the thought process at this point is where can we actually get these things done so that they take place in the summer of 2021. So we're on track to, to have things go back to normal for, for 2024.
4: Okay. So do you think we should be boycotting the Olympics?
3: No, no, I I don't think we should collect. It. I mean, people should make this the decision that they feel is is best for them. But I don't. I mean, as a viewer, I'm, I'm, I'm if something's on, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, and the, that's the that's my
4: sentiment with it as well. The only issue that I typically that I can kind of take with this is the hypocrisy is what frustrates me. Is that you'll have people who want to. Boycott the Olympics for human rights violations that are going on in China. Right. And I think that that it sounds really good. Right. Like it sounds really good. It sounds really noble. But when you consider the fact that China accounts for a couple hundred thousand dollars, I'm sorry, a couple hundred thousand jobs here in the United States big because of their trade. um It it makes it like how far are people really willing to, to go? And that's the thing I say, if, if you're not really willing to go to the mat, don't half-ass and pretend like you are because there are people who will criticize Nike for not uh, criticizing what publicly what's going on in China because a lot of their shoes are made there and in China-controlled uh, areas. And But then if you think about it, If Nike were to do that, we saw the way uh, China handled the NBA, right? They just literally cut the NBA off in the whole country. Then if that were to happen to Nike, Nike goes out of business. That means 40, 50,000 people in the United States lose their jobs. Like that's the like that's the fallout from it. It's not just the fact that people won't have athletic shoes. And that uh schools and yeah. teams can't get their product. It's the fact that Americans will lose their jobs. So then it's like, okay, so and then, and it's not just that company. We're, we're we're talking about Apple with the with their chips that get built. We're talking about um steel, so buildings that go up. Like all of this stuff, I don't think that people really understand how much we depend on other countries for our products because it's expensive to make things here because of our laws rules and regulations so then like people yeah, want to talk about cool it but guy, they're not really willing is, to
3: do it this is a uh people feel like like a non sequitur, but I think it supports what you're saying. My pool guy just had me convert my swimming pool to salt water because he said, you know, the the factory that makes most of the chlorine tablets in the United States burned down. Now we're reliant on China, and the tariffs um, created a situation where just buying chlorine tablets is, you know, five times as expensive as it it used to be so you might as well try to get away from it like we're so interdependent economically i think the thing that um i would just caution people to say like once you go down the road of you, you can have personal ethics and dictate what you purchase and why and what you choose to support and why um but when you when you start to try to do it as a group or push other people in that direction um as a group, then you also open yourself up to like, are are you always going to be considering the ethics of every single decision that you make um, every single day? And the weight of that, the enormity of that just goes beyond anything that most people can, can comprehend because then you'd have to know where every single facet, like you, you buy a car and it has 500 parts on it from 400 different locations. Are you going to look into all different, like 400 different Plants to make sure that the one car that you buy from the one company that you buy it from that everything was ethically sourced. You know, I think the thing that most people are worried about with the Olympics right now is simply the coronavirus. The the um, uh, the prime minister uh, just declared a state of emergency.
4: Yeah, in um, Japan, through right? May
3: 11th in, in Tokyo. Yeah, lauding that that's a thing. You know, I would I would worry less about. You know, we need to use this stage to to push for human rights. Like it literally is a stage. If you participate in the Olympics, you are given a platform. You can use that platform to then turn around and address these issues by refusing to accept the platform, thinking that you're going to address those issues. I don't think is the right thing to do. Everybody's welcome to do what they want, but I think that you, you part, you participate if we even had it. Cause again, COVID could ruin it. So if we even have it, I think you take advantage of that moment, either as a consumer or as a participant to be there, to take it in and use the platform that is created to espouse the ideas that you think are best for humanity moving forward. But I just don't think, I think that boycotts are effective in certain circumstances when you're trying to achieve an objective that is actually within reach, um, on maybe a micro scale. So not so big as trying to change the entire world. Um, when you're trying to change the entire world, you have to be a participant in that world to do it. And I don't think boycotts are are, are, are the right way to go about things yeah. in that circumstance.
4: Yeah. Um, I am one who believes um, that it's important to I believe that it's important to, you know, obviously stand up for you, for what you believe in, to stand up for your family, to stand up for, you know, like the things that matter to you. And I but I'm just not down with the half ass halfway. You know, what I mean, like if you if you're going to do it. Do it all the way. Like if you're going to boycott China as a country for for the Olympics, for what they're doing, then you need to boycott them fully. That means anything you buy from them, it needs to stop. Anything they buy from us needs to stop. You know, what I mean, like you like it. it, It's just a show if you don't really do it. So then don't get. And then also that's not even taken into account. How much like cleaning up your own house and the stuff that we have problems with in this country. But then you're going to try to police what's going on somewhere somewhere else. Okay, All right. Um, The next thing up is uh, apparently Disneyland is way too woke and um, and a lawyer from
3: Nevada is upset about it. Well, it's, uh, so it's actually a Disney world. And uh, have you ever been to Disney world, George? Yeah, of course. Super woke place. The wokest place no, on I've, earth. I've never... <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to Florida um, that I know of that I know of my uh, in my mother's things. Um, there's like pictures of her in Cape Canaveral. And it was after I was born. I don't know if I was there or not, but in my like conscious life, I know I've never been to Florida, been to Disneyland quite a few times. It is what it is. I've always been fascinated by people who full on sell out for Disney. Yeah. Like, but I guess, I mean, it's not, I I don't laugh at those people because I'm like, I'm certainly that way for like the NBA Or Marvel. Like there are certain brands that, you know, I support whatever they do and I get I get excited about it and I build my day around it, and my life. The Disney one is interesting because it's technically like geared. It's geared toward children. But it's also family family friendly, so it it is not cool. Like as a as a father, you know you have like something that you can participate in with your kids, where everybody's going to have a good time. Like that that part of it's fantastic. But there are a lot of people who are by consuming Disney things, by participating in in Disney related things, by going to Disneyland, Disney World. They're trying to recapture their own youth. Right. And so this uh, this district attorney or assistant district attorney from Nevada wrote an op ed in the um, Orlando Sentinel. And the title is, I love Disney World, but wokeness is ruining the experience. Um, This article has been, quote, tweeted about seventy five hundred times already. Everybody's making fun of this guy um, because he's a he's a grown man um who wrote this op-ed saying that it takes him out of the uh childlike fantasy world to see i think one of his main issues was disney world no longer requires their employees to cover up like tattoos and piercings and things like that and so he sees these employees and it takes him out of the experience out of like the pretend what? world where these women it's are princesses pretend- and these men like what are you
4: talking about? <laughs> like Disney, so in- it has characters that have weird stuff going on and you, it, I, I would think that somebody who's tatted up with ear piercings would be like, oh, that's whimsical. And how is that? woke? So here's how are tattoos other- woke now?
3: I don't know. But here, here's one of his other issues, because they did change um, some of the aspects of Pirates of the Caribbean. Even I know Disneyland did from the time when I was a kid that, you know, some of the stuff that you see when you're on the ride is is a little bit different than it used to be. And there are reasons for that. Um, but one of the parts of the op ed is he wrote, Pirates used to be one of my favorite attractions. My family would always ride it first and on our first day at, uh, at the Magic Kingdom. Now we do not even ride it every trip. P.S. This is the most privileged thing in the entire world, talking about going to Disney World multiple times when most people can't afford to go. Right. Once. Do you know um, how but he said, expensive it my, is? When, <laughs> yeah, for real, he said, when my family rides pirates now, each of the changed scenes takes us out of the illusion because they remind us of reality and the politics that forced the changes. So he's saying that he. He can't even ride Pirates of the Caribbean anymore because all he thinks about is the way that it used to be and the fact that politics caused that change. So, like, what do, what does he think sexual assault victims think when they're on Pirates of the Caribbean and they see, like, women being held chased, captive yes, as, like, an old-timey trope? <laughs> dude, uh, dude. I, I don't know, man. But the, anyway, the, I've never seen anybody get dunked on
4: it, dude. That is the most <laughs> privileged thing in the whole world. Be like, I, I, oh my god, I, 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 miss the old times. I just, I just miss the old times. Things were so better than, And you're like, oh, when there were, oh, the all, all the old times. That's what I'm gonna tell you. That, that dude is the reason why people have a problem with just the term "Make America Great Again," because you're like. When the hell was it great for everybody? Like, it was great for some people, but when was it great for everybody? So it's like, when is the again? Because if you just said make America great, people can get behind that of all races and creeds. But when you say again, you're like, wait, 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 hold on. Hold. Tell, tell me tell me when the again, tell me when the first time was. You know, or, or you can say make America
3: great again. It's at- weird, too, because... I- So have you ever, have you, because we we were just talking about the Olympics, right? Have you ever made a major decision about your, um, the way you spend your money and the way you consume that was, um, a, basically you making a large change based upon you coming into new information. So it might not even be a boycott, but you just change your spending habits because you learn a little bit more about a company or about the, the way that something operates. Have you ever done that?
4: Absolutely, dude. I've I've not bought cl- I didn't buy Tommy. I stopped buying Tommy Hilfiger clothes. I stopped uh, when when I would go to the club. No more Chris Chris style. Um, only, uh, only 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 okay. Ace of Spades, you know, or some something, something along <laughs> those those lines. But Rob's Rob's like, oh yeah yeah yeah. When you would go to the club and drop thousands when of I go to the club, yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> So, yeah, so, no, there's definitely been multiple uh, occasions.
3: Okay, so I I watched Blackfish, and I I always liked SeaWorld, but I didn't, like, need it in my life, right? I watched Blackfish, and I was like, huh, like, this gave me some things to think about. There are elements of SeaWorld that I really enjoy, but, like, the idea that the, the way that the whales are are bought and sold the way they end up in captivity and the difference in lifespan between a uh, um uh one that's held captive and one that actually gets to live out its life in in, in the wild um th- those are some eye-opening things for me and I was like all right well like there's other things that I can do with my family right because I'm when I go when I go, I'm just going to be thinking about the fact that like this, these whales probably don't want to be here. Dude. They're in, they're intelligent. They're mammals. Like they, they, and so like, but I didn't write an op-ed and send it to a San Diego newspaper saying that like <laughs> saying that like, it, it, because it, the 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 equivalent would be me saying, I want the whales to be there. Yeah, But I can't stop thinking about how they're there. Therefore, I'm not going to spend any more money at SeaWorld. And that's just such a goofy thing to say is like, you know, I'm I'm against um, women being captive against their will. I'm against some of the racist themes that were in some of the old timey Disney movies like Dumbo and stuff like that. But I don't want to have to think about the fact that that's what they are. So I'm not going to go to Disney World ever again. (laughs) Yeah. It's just such a you're you're taking multiple weird leaps to to get to this perspective. And I just, his name is Jonathan Van Boskirk. And now the whole country knows his name. Yeah. Because he, because he he, he may get some more clients. He said it's hard for him to, yeah, maybe, yeah, it might, it could be good for business. I I think he might be like a county employee. Um, But he, so this whole thing that's cracking me up is just that, like, I'm still going to go. I just, I don't like it as much.
4: Yeah. Dude, <laughs> like, why do we I, need to know this? Dude, D- Disney people are so loyal. They're like, yo, know, I buy season passes, I go every other weekend, I have all the pins, all of that. But speaking of Blackfish though, okay, here's a Blackfish story for you, bro. Blackfish came out. We already had a a trip planned to Orlando, all right? To go to Disney World, we were going to, driving up to Tampa to go to Busch Gardens, do the whole, uh, we we, we did a dope uh, zoo tour there, all of that, right? But SeaWorld gave us passes, right? Backstage passes, like hooked the whole family up. We watched Blackfish like three weeks before we went, right? The whole family, (laughs) So we end up going and and but they but they gave us tickets to all these parks because they're all affiliated on on some some level. So we had to tweet about it on social media, all of this stuff. Dude, it was like a basically like a $5,000 deal and it was already committed. So we went and it was so shameful. <laughs> we went, we were like, "Okay, we're not posting pictures of the whales. We will post pictures from but it was when it was like a it was like taboo. Like you were persona non grata for saying anything about SeaWorld. and we got a couple of texts. Like, uh, are you sure you want to be posted about? It? Like, hey, bro. Like, we're we're, we're not posting whales. <laughs> no.
3: yeah, the whales. Yeah. Twitter search, no results for at George Reister and the term SeaWorld. Yes,
4: because <laughs> those are gone, buddy.
3: There you oh. go. <laughs> yep.
4: Um, of course, of course, Ralph goes to go search it. Um, he, he's searching another term. I got,
3: I I got quite a, I know it's mine. I got quite a few SeaWorld tweets.
4: Yep. All right. So, Um. so the next thing up is Simone Biles is leaving Nike. She's going to Athleta. It's a smaller activewear brand pretty much focused on women um you've had um oh my gosh Allison Felix the most probably decorated woman in track and field um you have a bunch of other women heading over there where that they're not just athletes but um influencers, m- musicians, actors, all of that and it's because it's a like a lifestyle brand. It is it is Lululemon at affordable prices. That's what Athleta is. And she said, I feel like they support me, not just an athlete, but as, but as an individual outside the gym. I looked at this and I was like, okay, her contract with Nike was clearly up. They probably tried to renew it, but at a lower price because or something because there is less money. Or uh, because of the pandemic, the Olympics didn't happen. It's questionable if the if the Olympics are even going to happen. So I think that there's potentially a money issue. But then also, maybe she asked Nike to support her causes or whatever in some other way that they were not necessarily interested in doing because there may not have be a, been a return in it for them. But Athleta may have been able to do that. So that's what seems like it would be the ultimate end goal because it's not like Simone Biles sells leotards and tennis shoes you know like she, she's running around barefoot so I don't know what she sells for Nike anyway aside from them having the greatest gymnastics the greatest gymnast in the history of gymnastics men or women um, on their brand
3: that, that's a that take comes off super cynical However, you're very familiar with the business of sports. So, I mean, in order to adopt your view of why Simone Biles is with Athleta and not Nike, you basically have to discount her statement as not being fact that she wanted to partner with Athleta because they're a better fit for her. No, 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 no. I
4: was, I was saying that that maybe Nike didn't want to uh, do some of the things outside the gym that she wanted to do and support her because there may not have been a return for it, but then Athleta is a better fit in that way because they want to do that. So, uh, so I'm saying that, that her statement can, can be true, but then I do think Nike wanted her back, but it may not have been at the terms that she would have that were best for what her goals are in life. That's what I'm saying. I, I think both things are true at the same time.
3: Okay, so the, there was also some concern that she was with the brand for six years. Um, and I found out she was with Nike today. <laughs> oh, you did <laughs> on, the news, on the news that she was leaving Nike. Yes. Like I remember maybe seeing her in one or two commercials here and there, but like, I think there could have been some dissatisfaction with the fact that they didn't push her as one of the faces. Of but that's the point is the, the brand. Is that
4: how can she, is that, what is she selling? Aside from I'm the greatest gymnast and come to Nike, as opposed to Allison the brand, she she's selling track shoes, spikes, leotard, like socks, all these things. You have uh, the the uh, basketball players; they're clearly selling what what they're selling. Same thing with football. The only football player that really had, I think, the only one that has his own shoe is Odell Beckham Jr. Because he can sell things besides football gear. So, like, football players don't... Like, she's in a similar situation in that... Except for football players actually sell cleats, too. But they don't sell too many things outside of their actual sport. And she doesn't actually even sell it. I don't even know if Nike sells anything that has to do with gymnastics.
3: Right. So, that's my issue, is she is certainly on the level of Tiger Woods as far as individual skill within her sport. Yeah. And when it came to Tiger Woods, Nike kicked the door down on making clubs and hats and shirts and spikes and everything that had to do with golf that maybe they weren't manufacturing before. And Tiger Woods was able to drive that bus on, on his own. You know, it's very, very possible that she could have had the expectation that, Nike was going to follow suit and promote gymnastics to uh, her audience and let her drive up the interest in the sport as well as the desire for um, apparel and accessories that would go with that sport so that Nike could burst into that market. And And she's more of a crossover Person, anyway, I mean, she she has the opportunity to be famous for being famous, right? Like she's she's that good at what she does that I think that most people who don't know anything about gymnastics know her name or would recognize her, um, and. What I want to know from you is, can, I had never heard of athlete. You you knew a lot more about it than I did going into the conversation that we had prepping for the show. I ne- never heard of it. Can she make this brand a um, household name? I think it's a better
4: fit for her. I do. I think that it not only but how
3: is to- how are they going to get the word out? Like, are they going to put a big spin behind her? Is what yes is what yes. I'm asking because I remember. Yeah, All the news is like Puma in- invested in the number one and number two picks in Marvin Bagley and DeAndre Ayton. And, you know, I, I don't know if Puma has the clout to turn around and continue to push those guys to make them bigger. I think you, sometimes you need the star to make the brand. Is she a big yes. enough star to make Athleta a household name? And then is Athleta have the ability to continue? Like, can it be a symbiotic thing?
4: Yes, I do believe so. Because it's about not just the athlete, it's athleisure. And she is like, that's a good lane for her. And you brought up Nike and Tiger Woods, right? So, yes, they they started manufacturing clubs uh golf balls everything do you know what nike makes for golf now clothes and shoes no. clothes and shoes they don't make they don't make clubs golf balls none of that anymore they're out of that business that was not a profitable business for them apparently because they are they're out of it they make they make Did shirts you- t-shirts hats pants shorts and shoes uh they've turned you know Air Maxes into golf shoes; they're not the stuffy things. Like people clearly want to wear those, so yeah, it is. They have gotten out of that. So like trying to, so they're damn sure not going to do it with gym gymnastics. So yeah.
3: Can I? I just sent you something. I just DM'd you something on on Twitter. It's actually a link to the Forbes article about Simone Biles leaving Nike, and I want you to click on it because I want I want you to see the photo. That they included here. um, Yeah. uh, Toward the bottom of the article of her sitting on a balance beam. Yep. Did you see that woman's tricep?
4: Dude. (laughs) Dude, she is super diesel, bro. She's super diesel.
3: No, she is uh, literally, literally not. A human being. She is an <laughs> alien from outer space. There are certain, like certain athletes that have come along that just do not belong. Um, I remember thinking that about Michael Johnson when. Um, when I was a, Michael Johnson was the first like made like athlete that I saw that I was like, that guy's not one of us. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> which is why I love the Olympics so much. And Simone Biles is on that, like this photo of her, like j- just her shoulder and tricep. It reminds me casually, of that Tim like, Tebow like, golf like, shot. Like she's that trying to that sit, Oh my God. And it's like guns, sun's out,
4: guns out. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a very it's a, like, it's a great picture like she looks good yeah. I think it sells the brand she looks feminine it, it's stuff it looks like you can do yoga in this it looks like you can you know live your normal life in 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 her clothes so yeah I think
3: it's a perfect no, brand and it's like you can be you could be feminine and you could be absolutely jacked <laughs>
4: like, yes
3: <laughs> no it's a good print
4: ad for sure yeah um uh, the next thing up, Ty, uh, Tom Brady is big mad, buddy. Tom Brady is big mad about the numbers in the NFL. <laughs> He's like, yo, uh, good luck figuring out who to block. <laughs> and this is clearly an offensive and a quarterback take. Because now linebackers can wear one through 49 along with the wide wide receivers. Um, DBs can wear one through 49 as well. And he's like, good luck figuring out how to, who to block. And I'm like, uh, you're watching a film. You know who the numbers of the guys are, if the guy's on your team. And, and the reason why it's even important is because when you're doing protections, like not to get too far down a freaking technical football rabbit hole, which is you, you, you want your big guys, your fat guys blocking their fat guys. Like so you want your five linemen blocking the biggest people. You do not want a back blocking a lineman. You don't want them blocking a terribly big linebacker. So he's like, yo, how am I supposed to figure it out? Well, watch enough film, Tom. Guarantee you watch enough film. Their numbers don't change. You will just have to be just even just that much better if you want to be the greatest. I, I, I like the the players are happy <laughs> about it. But the idea, like high school coaches and players, deal with this all the time, and even in college, they're like, "Oh yeah, there's a number fifty-five who's a, a DB." Like, I mean, you know, he's wearing number one. Uh, defensive tackles were single digits. <laughs> so if college players can figure it out, guess what? You can too, Tom Brady.
3: I um, I appreciated it. I like it when people get mad, <laughs> like. For the for the very specific reason that, like, things are changing and that upsets me. Like, I, I just, I revel in it. It, ma- it always makes me laugh. Sometimes I get mad about stuff like that, and then I end up laughing at myself. It's never not funny. Um, like an old
4: curmudgeon <laughs> get-off-my-lawn guy.
3: It's funny. It's funny when that happens. It's yes, funny when I people get that. mad because, like, like I trying to figure out my, my um, kids wanted me to buy them um, PlayStation Plus. Yeah. And uh, I just had like a mini meltdown. I was like, I'm going to have to figure out a new thing in order to spend money. And I don't want to learn anything today. <laughs> and um, they're like, we'll do all the work. You All you have to do is just like tell us it's OK. And I just remember <laughs> like laughing at myself after it was like, oh, I just had like an old man mini meltdown on the I don't inside want to learn and I think that's what with Tom Brady <laughs> but uh, can we address the fact that like he made a really good point albeit on accident um, he said why even have numbers and now that's got me that's all I can think about is like why the hell do we even need them because why not you just have, have, to have colored be able jerseys to, with I your name t- on the back
4: no oh my god Ralph that was a terrible point that was an awful point because you still have to be able to identify people like you if you want to call a penalty on somebody. So how do you assess people if at the end of the uh, the uh, season, if like you have to have some sort of identifying mark that you can be like, oh, that's fans can be able to identify people. It is like, you know who number 12 is. Like stop, Ralph. That was how is a your how
3: point. is your last name? How is your last name not an identifying mark? What if what if your last name what is could Jones? Be more identifying than your name. What if it's your last name is your identity?
4: What if your last name is Jones Smith uh, Williams?
3: Then what? Then you that's your last name. I don't understand what the issue is. There's sometimes so like two or three eight eight on, that on the field.
4: There are sometimes two or three Smiths on the field on the roster at the same time,
3: and then right. and then so and then how do you I don't keep, know if you knew keep this, track? But no, of, there's this, there, okay. There is this thing that they came out with and I think it's a huge huge like technologically a massive help in this area and it's called your first name. So like <laughs> <you can> just <laughs> say their you're first like, oh, I, and last name. Well, I I hate
4: this. Um
3: Why? Why do we need numbers? Why do we even need numbers? It, like I get I I just got to thinking about his question and and that's all that you 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 Ask a question to make a point to highlight how ridiculous something is, but I'm taking it the other way. I'm saying like, oh, good point, Tom. Let's get rid of numbers altogether. (laughs) I'm for it.
4: Let's go. Ralph, I okay, here's the thing. Like there are some it's rare that this happens, but like (laughs) because you know I try to make all all, all my points with like uh I want to be reasonable. I wanna say, okay, here's what I think, why, blah, 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 right? This one, I want to be like, Ralph, stop it. Yeah. You're stupid.
3: <laughs> I wanted to just jump to like. How much of the game changed? As as somebody who covers high school football, it would make my job literally impossible because like it's already hard enough to see the, the numbers from far away. But Thank that, you. And that's so how we write you, things down. So Think why those, are you, you to for this? because you don't have because you don't have names on the jerseys at that level and then some colleges also don't have last names on the jersey but when you get to the pros like at some point you just say what's the point of having the numbers when like there's a professional broadcast and their last names are on the jerseys and they're all a different color um Like if you had like a seven on seven tournament or something like that, nobody's thrown to the wrong person because they don't have a number on the, like ultimately the game could evolve beyond needing the numbers at all.
4: Ralph, you're, you're killing me right now. You know, you know what? I'm no longer, I am executive decisioning this conversation over. I, I am fighting mad. You've made me fighting mad about this. God. God, Rob, this. Okay, is like well, think probably, about it. No, no, I'm not letting you gaslight me anymore, if, buddy.
3: No, 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 no. This okay. is an important point that I'm about to make. If there were no numbers on the jerseys, then you wouldn't have any rookie cards with the number 48 that make you look like a fat defensive tackle. <laughs>
4: hey, I I
3: <laughs>
4: Listen, I embrace that. I embrace that. Do you when, when you come from humble beginnings in the NFL, it's fine. Um everybody had well not not everybody
3: you dream you dream your entire life you dream your entire life of like getting that first football card and like your first ever football card was like a bad photograph of you with a bad angle wearing a fullback number <laughs> Dude, i'm, <laughs> I'm looking at it right now that 48 so looks much. horrible you bro. hated it so much but you hated that football card so much that you have that, like, thing of your original football cards from when you played that you didn't even include it.
4: No, no, no. It, it, it It's up here. I'm looking at it right here. It is one, two, three, four, five down. It's five down. And actually, technically, it's up there twice because it's on a different card uh, that's made a different way. And then on another one, on the other side, I'm in forty-eight. With my uh, like just because I because all these are my rookie cards. So I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> so I have 14 different rookie cards up there. And there are, yeah, so yeah. And one, two, so three, under the current rules, I
3: under would the have worn rules. Number eight. Could you have kept wearing 48?
4: Yes. Okay. but I wouldn't have worn 48. I would have actually just worn number eighty-one and been happy, or or number one, or
3: number. Would eight. you rather see forty-eight? Would you rather see forty-eight on your rookie card or just a team color jersey with no number? Um. Oh, 40,
4: 48, because because eight. I'm sorry. Just a plain number would mean that I was unemployed, that I was just a practice dude out there. So no, Ralph. Ah, oh, God! I let you rope me into this conversation where it's over. It's done.
5: Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.
1: This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's angi.com dot or download the app today.
4: All right. Next thing up, cancel or consequence? Do we need to cancel Cancel, Cancel, cancel. cancel. or is there a justified consequence? Let's find out now. Now, 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 now. Cancel or consequence today. um, uh, This one is kind of a social media one, too. So there is a guy named Robert. What's his name? Robert Chapman of Carmel, New York. He was texting with his potential date on Bumble, the dating app. I'm already laughing. And she and he said, actually, hold up. Um, and she goes, Those weren't my my questions. Those weren't answers to my questions. And he goes, I did storm the Capitol, I made it all the way into Sanctuary Hall did an interview with Robert on Om- morale of the Washington Post also did online interview with Jess Brevins of the Wall Street Journal she says we are not a match and he says I suppose not and so and okay. she ultimately
3: that in- Facebook post that Facebook post is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life
4: oh where he says I'm inside
3: the one that's the attached Capitol. to the bumble photo yeah, I I'm at I'm capital. In- he wrote, he wrote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He wrote capital. And then he said, getting
4: out of New York. Shitty. <laughs> yeah, getting out of New York City, the rotten apple going to go down to the district of criminality to enjoy some much deserved entertainment. I love it. He's he's and he's like, wrote, I have my inside own
3: inside the capital.
4: Yeah, I, I, and getting out of New York, shitty. I, like, uh, I have, I this have all my pet names for all <laughs> And so, overall, turned not, him in. No. She turned him in. So, did he get canceled or did he get consequences? Because he ultimately ended up being uh, arrested and now being prosecuted.
3: Okay, um, consequence for sure. Because anybody who gets any type of penalty for storming the Capitol, the Capitol, as he as he put it, deserves um, to be prosecuted. Um, I won't say to the fullest extent of the law because some of these people are legitimate idiots, and I don't think six months versus six years is going to teach them anything <laughs> different or new. Yep, um, I think that that. Uh, some of these people are just cursed with with uh, just a horrific case of stupidity. But <laughs> going on Bumble, looking for a date and having that date get you arrested, not even date, didn't even get the date out of it. Didn't even get the date, I mean, bro. How can somebody this cynical who would... I just what I just don't understand is how people compartmentalize their lives. How could someone this cynical that they would go down to Washington, D.C., storm the Capitol and then know that they're essentially a fugitive. Also try to enjoy a robust dating life <laughs> like, <laughs> where you're you, a fugitive where you and you're still on bubble.
4: Yes. And if you're a fugitive, like, why Bumble the hell are you posting places. about why are you posting about this? On social media, like you're snitching on yourself.
3: Like and and at that point, like s- stay if you if you if you really really got to put yourself out there if you really want to enhance your dating life while you're running from the law, like stick to the places where you're probably not going to encounter somebody who thinks it's bad that you stormed the Capitol on January sixth, like farmers only or something like that. Like well, I, don't, I don't I don't think still that Bumble is the place for you. Does, does Parlor still exist? Parlor not. Parlor not only exists, it the um, Apple is just uh, reallowing access to it from their app store for the first time as of like two days ago. OK, so
4: that means that they have put in. Hold up. Let me see. OK, I'm I just went to Parlor. I don't see anything yet.
3: Did you are you one of those people that went and got an account just to see the nonsense? Yes. Yes, I did. Oh wait, hold up.
4: <laughs> oh, they they changed the whole damn app. It's not even the same. Dude, they changed Wait, no. No, there's a so parlor was spelled P A R L E R, right? There is yes. no parlor in the app store now, right? But there is a parlor P A R L O R.
3: Well, I don't know what that is.
4: Yeah, it looks like it's made for like. Yeah, I don't. I don't know because that because that that one was created two years ago, so Parler is no longer there. So, anyways, this dude got this dude got consequences. For his stupid actions, play, play stupid games, get stupid prizes, and you get, no, not, nah, not nah, neither. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, the the next dude, this dude needs to be canceled for this. This is like a whole topic in and of itself.
0: All right, as you can see, I just went shopping at Home Depot. You should do the same. This boy, this board, this, this magnificent piece of poplar is now mine.
3: <laughs> uh, all right, ben Shapiro makes me laugh shopping at
0: Home Depot You should do the same This boy, this board, this, this magnificent of poplar
3: is now mine What? First of all <laughs> Okay, he's got- backstory Backstory okay. Home Depot is Headquartered in Atlanta, Georgia Okay They as a company have not weighed in on Georgia's new um, restrictions on voting and the laws that were passed by um, Republican lawmakers in Georgia after the state flipped in the 2020 election. So because Home Depot has not weighed in the way that Coca-Cola did, people on the right, including Ben Shapiro are saying you should support Home Depot um, and spend money there to Reinforce the good of not venturing into politics when you are a goods and services operation. So, in order to support Home Depot, Ben Shapiro walked into the store, <laughs> bought one unfinished wooden plank, put it in a shopping <sighs> bag, got himself like a churro or a hot dog, tucked his shirt into his pants. And made a video calling uh, his one board that he bought a magnificent piece of uh, poplar, um, dude. Which, like, if it was parody, it would be hilarious, dude. It's hilarious anyway. Okay, this shit's funny, huh? dude.
4: He but he's standing in front of Home Depot. So, but who buys one piece of like balsa wood? From Home Depot, like, well, it wasn't balsa wood because it's clearly a little bit thicker. But what the hell are you going to do? Magnificent poplar. Yeah, what are you going to do with that piece of wood? Like, you need other utensils. And Ben Shapiro is definitely not the kind of guy who has everything at home already that you need. Like, if you go to Home Depot for a board, right, for a project, you need more than just that one piece of thing. Like there's no possible way. Like he doesn't have, like a a, a catch of of wood making materials at home. Guar- guarantee it because if he did, he wouldn't just need one piece of board. Because I know people who make shit, and when they go to Home Depot, they buy a lot of shit. Like they don't go and buy one piece of wood. They go and buy you know like ten things. They're like, okay, that way next time when I'm making something. I or I'm almost out of this varnish. Got to make sure I get some more. Always need some new paintbrushes. Need a need a new circular saw. Need, you know what I mean, like something. You don't go in there for one piece of uh, 24, 36 inch wood. Not <laughs> happening, bro. And, and then to top it all off, the best part of it. Oh, I forgot to put up the tweet. The best part of it. Tell, t- tell them what the best part is, Ralph, because I know you love these things.
3: Well, I'm, I'm thinking that you're referencing the fact that he it's in a bag. That no, Ben I'm Shapiro's hands the, are so
4: soft. <laughs> oh, his, his hands are so uh, soft and, the, and unlabored. His hands
3: are so soft that he can't. Yeah, that he can't. That he can't actually touch the the unfinished wood directly. <laughs> he might get a
4: splinty. He might get a splinty. He might uh, Yeah,
3: it might cut. It might cut him in half. I'm
4: talking about um, the tweet that followed it. The response.
3: Oh no! See now, I can't. <laughs> every time, every time Ben Shapiro wants to tweet about anything or post anything on social media, people have to get into his uh, his love life in the replies. Well, he started <laughs> because, it after the, the WAP. Cardi B. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm so I'm. So think you can dunk on Ben Shapiro without mentioning. Um, that he had to go to Home Depot to get wood. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the uh, the uh, tweet
4: said Ben's wife will be so happy to see actual wood. That I hate was it.
3: thanks, <laughs> dude. So, but just let's just play out Ben Shapiro's imaginary scenario, okay? So he goes into Home Depot. He makes what will, will essentially probably be the smallest purchase at that location for, for probably the... <laughs> the, the course of an entire week. Right, and what he's hoping is that yeah, and what he's hoping is that like some mid- well, maybe paid like four bucks because lumber's out of control right now, but what he's hoping is that some mid level accountant that works for Home Depot or perhaps just that location in general is thumbing through the receipts that week and is like, we did four more dollars in business than we usually do. It's a good thing that we don't support Black people having the right to uh vote in free and fair elections. Otherwise we wouldn't have this four dollars. Like that's is that really what's going through his head that that's gonna be the thing no, that he's triggers hoping he something. Can not even like it's not like to, Arthur He's hoping he can get other But it's people. gonna have a reverse effect. Yep. He he like that post on Instagram is going to make Lowe's money.
4: Yep. Lowe's, Lowe's is like thank you, thank you, buddy. Because I already shop at Lowe's over Home Depot anyway, because Lowe's is like Target and <laughs> Home Depot is like Walmart in my in, in my in my brain.
3: I like Home Depot just fine, but now that I've moved to Charlotte, everyone says that if you are seen walking into a Home Depot, you'll be like scowled at because Lowe's is headquartered here. And, uh, and is a major, major employer in, in North it? Carolina. Um, and it, they got their little rivalry with Georgia. So um, so I guess I got to be a, a, a Lowe's guy when, when I, I'm probably actually going to have to run up a line of credit at both stores based on the condition of the house that I'm living in right now. <laughs> He's got I to need, rebuild an I entire house. I need more house. than one piece of – can you answer me that on that video? Is his shirt tucked into his pants or is that just the length of his shirt?
0: All right, as you can see, I just went shopping at Home Depot. You should do the same. It's this blood, this it's, board, this God, magnificent
4: poplar good. is now mine. His belt is funny, too. What kind of... Listen, he is... Dude, dude, he looks like he shops at a section where, where, where it's like... Uh, he goes into the store and it's like, where is the not coolest thing I can
3: buy? Cool. I'm 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 in. He, are, are, are those
4: Jordan ashes? Oh hell yeah!
3: <laughs> he looked like Ruby Rose in the role of GI Jane. You know who Ruby Rose? Yes, is? yes, yes,
4: dude, dude. He, okay, he look he. He's a, he's a very feminine man, <laughs> but that's a whole nother story. Um, and that's why his <laughs> wife was happy to see some wood. Um, <laughs> the next thing up, the last thing is social media. Is
3: no, oh, no here's the best of social media
4: of course spirit airlines who i flew on one time and i was like never again buddy it felt like one of those old school movie planes where like where it's got propellers and you know it's feels like it's gonna crash here's what happened on the flight the
5: flight attendant the aisle, did not have to do that
4: violation we don't like safety violations. That's why we are here to ensure your safety. So push that stuff all the way beneath the seat. Ladies, that does include your purses, pocketbooks, handbags, etc. All the way underneath. And that includes Gucci bags. We don't care if it's a Gucci bag. It still goes underneath the seat. Especially if it's a fake Gucci bag. We're going to know it's fake too, guys. What happened was, when we reached 5,000 feet, the G's going to be falling off. Handle's <laughs> going to be breaking. You're going to get to Philly with a Uchi bag. <laughs> I'm just saying. Nevertheless, good morning and welcome aboard. I enjoyed this. He's just trying to get people to tuck their stuff up under and entertain them at the same time. I'm not mad at homeboy.
3: I do like a good I, I I do like a flight attendant that uh just wants an audience. <laughs> I always always anytime I've ever gotten a flight attendant that is is doing a little bit extra, I always enjoy it cuz I know that like some people are super easily entertained and you're going to get belly laughs out of them. Some people um, don't want to hear a word that the flight attendant has to say. So they just get super uncomfortable and frustrated. And their frustration brings me joy. I just and any time it could be awkward. It could be anything. It could be they turned it into a song. It could be they turned it into a dance. Any time a flight attendant is doing anything extra, telling jokes, doing funny voices, ventriloquist, dummy. I don't care what it is. I eat that up. I love it.
4: Ralph. I am upset with you right right now. I was clicking around on social media and listen, you're not supposed to make fun of people, but I'm never never You didn't tell me about the the, the Disneyland Dude's eye. You did not tell me that. Well, <sighs> you did not tell me that, bro. That is not okay. okay.
3: I got a dad with a lazy eye and I got two kids who had surgery for um, for a lazy eye so I'm not gonna hate on the guy for um, <laughs> <You> <laughs> maybe know, he sees something that we don't. you know what. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God,
4: bro. I was getting ready to just leave it alone because you made a good point. And I was like, I'm not going to be the mean person. I grew up getting teased for being stuttering and all this (laughs) stuff. And I was like, I'm not going to do this. Like, why would I turn around and do this? And then you go and make the joke. See, see, I'm the good guy around here, people. I'm the good guy. Um, We also got a tweet. um, I'm ashamed. (laughs) Um, Where... um, um uh, Mr. Brandon he commented on our uh last podcast and then um and then he said I was afraid to tweet this reply because Ralph may get competitive and dox my Twitter account until he wins. See, everybody knows that you are <laughs> um
3: competitive, Ralph. It's such an impossible situation. Like how can I argue that I'm not competitive because by arguing that I am not competitive, it is a form of competition. It is, I don't know what to do here. What do you, um, I don't understand. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. Yep. It means that like, how, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? I can't. Tell. I can't like make an impassioned defense of how not competitive I am, because then that would just come off as me competing over that point. And yeah, but you and know so you can't. want to, trapped.
4: Yep. <laughs> you guys, that's right.
3: to her. No, go on. But if I'm right, like why would I not defend how I feel about a thing? But if. <laughs>
4: It's a trap. So a you trap. guys make sure that you go uh hit Ralph on Twitter and say ridiculous things to him. He will compete with you. We will get a Ralph competition. A make Ralph compete. Make Ralph compete. Yes, dude. We, we have our first actual like competition on the show. Make prove Ralph is competitive. What we, we need a hashtag for it. Make Ralph compete.
3: Competitive Ralph. I I would just prefer... (laughs) Competitive Ralph.
4: (laughs) Competitive (laughs) Ralph. Uh. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my I don't God. I like this show
3: anymore. <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right. Well, you guys, that's Reister or Wrong for the day. I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Amstead. Shoot us a text, 818-293-7547. Shoot us an email. I'm mad at UnafraidShow.com. Peace out. Catch you guys on Monday.
5: Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.
1: You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear.
4: The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner